Welcome, everybody, to your favorite PCPS podcast, the Paranatural, Paranormal, All of the Above D. Um, I am your host, Sooth, and we're bringing you a bonus episode, and we're diving right into the spoopy and the creepy things of Ohio. Today, I have a special guest with me, my very own creepy dog privileges, my my Black Dahlia, my wonderful friend here, Mebula. Mebs, say hello. Hello, everyone. Mebs is the unfortunate creature who lives in Ohio. (laughs) Unfortunately, yes. Yes. Born and raised. Born and raised in Ohio. How's that working out for you? Uh, Well, uh, leave some to be desired, but honestly, this state can be pretty fun at times. Oh, yeah. So before we dive into the creepy and the weird of Ohio and their urban legends, tell us some fun stuff. Got any fun facts? Oh, well, here in Ohio, let's see. I live in Columbus, uh, about 10 minutes away from the horseshoe itself, our wonderful little city here. Uh, We didn't actually start out as the capital. That used to be Cincinnati. One of my favorite little bits of Ohio trivia, uh, Jerry Springer was actually the mayor of Cincinnati at one point. No. (laughs) Yes, he was. Not Jerry Springer. Yes, of all people, Jerry Springer. Isn't that so delightful? (laughs) Damn, Ohio was starting off strong. <laughs> There's a lot of things wrong with this place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you could say that. Starting off strong with Jerry Springer. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. Didn't he recently move move on, pass away? He did. Rest in peace to that legend of a man. <laughs> right. Comforting us all with everyone's drama. I still watch his TV show. No shame. <laughs> I believe it. I I mean, I'm addicted to Judge Duty, so I can't I can't talk. I can't. I'm her I'm hair is just so big and full of attitude. It is. It's the helmet of justice. It is. <laughs> sweet, sweet justice. Sweet, sweet justice. <laughs> Judge Duty's helmet hair. And it hasn't changed. It's still the same. That woman is amazing. She really is. I love I love all the drama. I love all the drama. I get in so much trouble too because my hubs is like, you you live for this. You live for the drama. No, no. No, you mistake. You mistake. Nay, nay, I say. Nay, nay. Okay. You mistake because I like to watch the drama. I don't like to be in said drama. That's a whole Exactly. He doesn't understand there's a huge difference. <laughs> it's not the same, my guy. It's not the same. <laughs> Oh my god, speaking of drama. Speaking of drama. Ooh. We have Have you as in in Ohio just, you know, not not being okay. How about that witch's tower, huh? Oh, that that beautiful tower there in uh that Metro Park. That, let's see what's that park called? Hills and Dales. Yeah, Hills yes. and Dales Metro Park. What is wrong, Ohio? A lot. I don't think we have the qualifications to answer that question, but we can definitely talk about it. Yeah, and you live there. You, I do. You, you I see you it every day. It. Every day. All every the day. time. Can't have shit in Ohio. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. This right here is why we can't have nice things. Switching the heat to AC and back in the same day. 
in the same day, it's kind of it kind of sounds like down here. To be honest with you, it's the same. It's like you wake up in the morning and you're freezing, and then halfway through you're in shorts. That's why we wear what we wear. Everybody gets on to us about it down here in Alabama. Yeah, but, but we're less humid and we don't have tree roaches. Yeah, girl, those tree. You better know kung fu. Got to learn that southern kung fu when you come <laughs> down here. I'm telling you because those suckers can fly, and it's just mm-mm, nightmare. Have that song stuck in our heads. <laughs> Everybody was coming. I can't. I'll be copyrighted. Slashed. Sorry. <laughs> can't keep going on that one. I'd like Uh-oh. to, but you know, <laughs> the United States. Anyway, so okay. First, it was Lookout Tower, and then it was turned into the Witch's Tower and Patterson's Castle or Frankenstein's Castle. And I'm looking at a picture of it now. And it just looks like a turret. It does. And it look it just looks like a, a really creepy turret, almost like a very tall mausoleum. Right. You I mean, I could see Tangled happening in, yeah. this, in this tower, but I can also see <laughs> Your mother smelled of elderberries. <laughs> <laughs> your father was a hamster. And your mother smelled of elderberries. Come at me one more time. I will mock you. I have to screw that up because, again, copyright. <laughs> of course. Don't know I'm right. We anyway, don't want anybody complaining. No complaints here. That's a great movie, by the way. I love that movie. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you are too young. Or you don't have cooler periods. If she doesn't know who likes orange soda, she's too young for you, bro. Exactly. She's too young for you, bro. Gotta. Speaking of soda, I'm drinking grape soda right now. I've got cherry Coke and I am... Very happy with this as we talk about uh, this wonderful tower that has some kind of scary background to it. Yeah. It's, okay, so it was completed in 1941 and is now known as Hills and Dells Metro Park, right? Yes. And the common story is the appearance of a ghostly girl and boy whenever lightning illuminates the sky. Yes, that's it's based on a um, a death that actually happened there very tragically in uh, 1967. A girl and her her friend, probably her boyfriend, uh, they uh, took shelter inside of this tower when a thunderstorm came in, and she was died inside the tower when she was struck by lightning. Uh, well, see the lightning flashing and them appearing in the lightning flash. That makes sense now. Now that makes sense. What about the boy though? The boy, it didn't say anything about him dying. We don't know what happened to him. It seems like he must have been okay. But it says that after her death, they were finding burnt images of the girl in the tower. And that no matter how much they tried to wash the walls, the stains wouldn't go anywhere. No. Yes. That's like a certain bomb that left shadows in certain Yes. Yeah. Those shadows are creepy. Yes. Yes, they are. And sad, very sad, and very creepy. Oh my goodness. We're not going to go there, though. We're going to keep going into the, over on this side. Yeah, so stained walls, electrocuted girl, poor thing, and now they see her in the lightning. But is there's also another, another creepy, creepy fact here. The boy and his dog. 
it's creepy, but it's also very cute and sweet. Uh, there's a cemetery here in Ohio called uh, Woodland Cemetery, and there is a grave of little boy Johnny Morehouse. And when you see this grave, you see a statue of a boy laying down and sleeping and his dog standing over him and protecting him. Um, it's said that this little boy, Johnny Morehouse, he drowned in the Miami Erie Canal, and his dog, who actually had tried to save him, sat on the boy's grave until the dog died, too. Oh, my God. We don't deserve dogs. We really don't. They're just angels that have invisible wings. I'm telling you, the poor pupper, the poor boy, of course. You know, of course, sad. the poor boy and the, that poor pupper losing his best friend, but he stayed with him till the end of his life, too. Oh, my God. Have you seen a dog cry before? Yes, and it is the saddest oh. thing in the whole wide world. Oh, like, it is the most heartbreaking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, I have a pit bull here at home, and he just has to give me the pitiful pit bull eyes, and I am giving him anything he wants. Right? So could, could you imagine just the, the cry? And they hiccup, too. You know they how do. you get- It's so get, cute. Oh, God. They get into that mode. They're going into that deep sob cry, and they're like, <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. I can't. They actually have tears. Tears come rolling down their little snoots and- Oh, I can't. It's do just it. the saddest thing. But little Johnny Morehouse has his puppy with him for the rest of his little, his eternity. Yeah, that's oh god, that's heartbreaking. Love that story, but it's heartbreaking. It's, so I, heartbreaking. I, it's very heartbreaking the tragedy of the little boy dying, but it's just so sweet the dog being loyal like that to love the it. end, to the end. And I love mm. that they put on his grave the engraving of his dog as well. Love I it. know, I do too. Forever. Forever your best friend. Right? Oh my god. And then aside from the the sweet little doggos, all pepperonis, there's the way from the sweet relief. (laughs) Right. We're gonna go right into the creepy. We're gonna go right into the creepy. I mean, it's the Bell Brooks headless ghost. I I'm getting very much, you know, what is it, the um, the Headless Rider? Uh, oh, Sleepy Ho- Legend of Sleepy Hollow? Yes, Legend of yes. Sleepy yes, Hollow. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm getting from this one. And the, it's, also, it's also a little, it's straightforward. It's straightforward about uh, a settler named James Buckley. And, oh, yes. Yeah. So, so tell us about James Buckley arriving. Well, James Buckley, he arrived here in Ohio in a little town called Bellbrook. He was an immigrant from uh, London, England. And he arrived in, I believe, 1830. And uh, he had this little cute little sawmill that he built on a place called Little Sugar Creek. But because he was so had so much prosperity, he attracted a lot of attention. Somebody decided to come look for him to rob him one night. And this person, unfortunately, took his life. And he is buried in a, a graveyard in Bellbrook called the Pioneer Graveyard. And to this day, they actually see the headless ghost of Mr. James Buckley roaming around the creek carrying his own head. Oh, yes. Very much Ichabod Crane going on here. He needed, uh, yeah. He needed an Ichabod. That's what he needed. The Ohio needed an Ichabod. <laughs> Ohio needs a lot. <laughs> True story. We need so much help here. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, you know, I've, 
I dipped I dipped my toes into Ohio once, roaming around in my teenage years. Uh, I don't know about anybody else, but as soon as I got a driver's license, I was like, boom, bye. I'm going everywhere. <laughs> and I did. And somehow this randomly ended up in um, Wisconsin, of all places, and then just decided, you know what, I'm going to go see what Ohio's about. And I drove into Ohio and went as far as the gas station. And I had some poutine and then turned around and went back <laughs> to Wisconsin. <laughs> I talked about this poutine in the last episode, I think. And I fell in love with poutine. And I haven't had poutine since, but I love it. It's so oh, good. Oh, it's good stuff. The Canadians got that right. Yeah. Gravy yeah. and cheese on fries. Sign me up. Right. I mean, give me all of the all of the potato. You can you can literally give me any potato anyway. I feel like Samwise Gamgee sometimes talking about potatoes. Uh, that's because they're the absolute most perfect start in the world. You can do almost anything right. Anything, anything. You can do anything with the potato. And I'm <laughs> down for. I mean, casseroles, frying, soup, it's soup. Potato soup. Potato soup is good. I make this bomb uh, roasted garlic and potato soup that's just so amazing. Right. I haven't made a potato soup in a while. I normally make, and I know it's not, I know it's not your thing, but I normally make oyster stew. See, if I ate seafood, I would probably be down for that. Yeah. But then again, I'm adventurous. Even though I haven't liked the stuff before, I'll still try it. Well, you get the broth is real good. It's briny, but it's not seafoody <laughs> yes <laughs> there is a difference yeah there is a huge huge difference huge difference especially if you're like a lifetime seafood eater you know you know the difference between the seafood taste and the briny taste that's why i prefer saltwater oysters to freshwater oysters huge difference hmm. yeah. i didn't know that Oh, yeah, there's a huge freaking difference. And if you ever get a slimy oyster, throw that sucker away. It's bad. If you can smell the oyster from your plate, throw it away. It's bad. I Don't work in it. food safety. That scares me. Girl, <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. you learned some survival tips living on the coast, okay? <laughs> yeah. And I imagine the food poisoning from seafood is not a fun one at all. Oh man, I got seafood poisoning one time from food poisoning from lobster. That made me you don't you know how sad it is? I'm gonna get a little graphic here for our our listeners. So if you have um sympathy gags, okay? <laughs> you get sympathy uh-huh. bubble guts, this is not the the next minute and a half for you. <laughs> so here's, your, here's your fair warning. It was, you know, the rare date night. We decided to go for seafood. Went to a great place that we have frequented before, had no problems, and decided I was going to go all out and I was going to get me a lobster tail girl. And we had all the kids. I'm talking about all of them. I had my my children, all of my nephews, and then all of their best friends staying at my casa. Lordy. And I think it was about 14 kids at my house. Oh. Yeah, so I had about 14 children at my house. And, um, of course, you know, all of them are in different states of doing weird crap 
because, you know, boys are like that. And um, so we went out on our date, ate, had a good time, came back home, and then the hub's going to sit down with all of the nerdlings in the house and play <laughs> um, uh, Magic the Gathering. And then they were going to do a, a game of D&D. And I say a game, but any of those people who play D&D, you know, a game of D&D can last for days. D- hours to days. <laughs> yeah. There's exactly. no such thing as a quick round. Nope. So my happy ass is going to go upstairs. Y'all, I'm going to leave the hole downstairs for, you know, boys. Y'all have fun. Do your thing. I'm going to go upstairs. And I was going to game with you. <laughs> And uh, that turned into a night of me in full body cramps. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought I was dying. I was like texting you and I was just like, I'm dead. I'm dying. I'm never going to make it. Remember me fondly. (laughs) Very fondly. I felt so bad for you. Girl, I was miserable all night. I just fell asleep on the floor of the bathroom understandable (laughs) it's one of those man where you're just like you're ripping off clothes and you're sweating and you're shivering and And you you lose 10 pounds yeah (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh and speaking about what's not okay with ohio (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't a smooth segue but i don't care you guys love it anyway um, it's Ohio. We're chaotic. We love the chaos. Y'all aren't even chaotic neutral. You're just chaotic. We're chaotic. <laughs> You're the embodiment. That entire state is the embodiment of crazy. And I love that. I love that. Oh, yeah. but at the same time, it's not good for tourism. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing we have here that attracts tourism is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then the couple music festivals we have. Oh, God, I'm so jealous every time you talk to me about your music festivals that you're going to. So jealous every time. And you're like, you're like, she's living the dream, guys. She's living my dream. She gets to go from festival to festival and have just rocking her face off for days. And I'm lucky enough that she sends me pictures or little video clips and I get to live vicariously through her. Yeah, you just don't get to experience the death by crowd surfer. God, yeah. That time you got kicked in the head. Yeah, during Avenged Sevenfold at Sonic Temple here in Columbus. Yeah, I got kicked in the head very, very hard. Worth it. (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) Avenged Sevenfold is always worth it. Now, I got a question for you. When you go to these, these festivals, do you plan on being in the pit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So oh yeah. You're just, you're just like already psyched up for getting kicked in the head. Like I already know it's going to happen. <laughs> I know crowd surfers are going to happen. Like I don't go seeking out the pit, but I know that I'm going to wind up getting thrown in that bitch a couple times and I'm cool with it. Yeah. And I have such a good time going. Like I even dress to prepare do the smart thing. Do the smart thing. What's the do smart, the smart thing? thing? What the smart that? thing? Keep your elbows up. Don't have <laughs> your hands down. <laughs> Throwing bows. Be prepared. Be prepared and always be looking up for those crowd surfers. Yeah, you do want to be able to see what's going on on stage, but you also don't want to get a concussion either. (laughs) You don't want to die. No. They do drop (laughs) people on you. It happens. Oh, no. 
I'm just going to have to wait. If we ever go to a concert or a festival together, I'm just going to have to wave at you. Girl, if I ever bring you to a festival or a concert, you're coming up here and you're going to Incarceration Festival with me. Oh, it's haunted. It's haunted in the haunted. Yes. Okay, explain to the peoples who don't know where incarceration takes place. Incarceration Festival is a festival here in Columbus. Not in Columbus, my apologies. It is in Mansfield, Ohio, at the Mansfield Reformatory, or the Ohio State Reformatory, which is an abandoned and haunted prison. It is where uh, the Shawshank Redemption was filmed, uh, also the Godsmack music video for Awake. It's haunted too, isn't it? Yes, very, very notoriously haunted. You were telling me that they give at at incarceration while all of this wonderful music is happening that they do haunted tours sometimes yes they will do uh guided tours or even sometimes self-guided tours of the prison that's it's the best and don't they do tattoos there too yes it is also a tattoo convention where you can get tattoos (laughs) heaven (laughs) yes i wouldn't get a tattoo in that because like being in a festival with 75,000 people and a fresh tattoo sounds like my version of hell. <laughs> Unless you're a masochist. Yeah. And then it's just the best time oh, man. <laughs> it's like, well, you're, I've, a lot of people are camping for those three days or four nights, and I'll, I would be. And I would absolutely hate to take care of a new tattoo, even if it is covered in Saniderm while camping for four days with all those people. Like the first night after a new tattoo is miserable. That's true. Especially where you get it. It can be worse. I have quite a few tattoos, but the people who can get tattoos at those festivals, they are a stronger person than I. (laughs) For real. My hat, I tip my hat, my invisible top hat to you all. It's hardcore. It's the kind of hardcore that I am not. (laughs) For real, though, that is a new kind of hardcore. Yeah, it's 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 one that's not for me, but I love it anyway. And I just want to be in the energy of it because the energy of festivals. I don't care what anybody thinks or anybody says. Certain certain gatherings and certain places creates its own energy, and that kind of chaotic, fun energy is. I live for that, especially the metal festivals, because despite metalheads in our community looking as as rough and as mean as we do, it is peaceful. There, people are so helpful and so nice and so kind, and just a really chill, awesome bunch of people to be around. I agree with you. I've I've had some of my best interactions. That, <laughs> this is going to drip some people off. But some of my best interactions that I've had in my lifetime were with bikers. And I'm talking like scar down the face, glass eye, six foot seven. Rough and tumble, yeah. covered in stick and poke tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and metalheads. Yeah. Like the best time I've ever had like they came they came out of the woodwork like i was you know sometimes you get in trouble and pl- being in places you shouldn't be you know and they come out of the, it <laughs> yep and they come out of the woodwork and they're like hey and it's i'm telling you right now there's nothing in the world like being picked up like physically picked up like you're just a little bag like a little chihuahua in a handbag by a six foot seven biker shirtless biker wearing leathers going what are you doing in here you're too little <laughs> so for much this. fun isn't it <laughs> right? we need to 
to get you. Have you hydrated recently? No. Okay, come on. And they turn into these adorable little grandmamas. They do. Like, they do. Well, like the big dudes in the mosh pits do the yeah. same thing. They see my, they see myself and they're like, I'm, I'm not skinny at all, but I am kind of short. And they see me in there. They're like, no, you don't know. We ha- we get you out of here. And then we stand <laughs> by you to make sure you don't get knocked over. Or trampled. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, they're so adorable. They, they look are. scary. Big teddy bears. Big gummy bears. Yeah. Gummy bears on the inside. My cousin is a six foot three, big chunky metalhead guy. And you should see him when he gets a hold of a kitten. Oh, my goodness. Big bearded metal head guy and this little teeny tiny kitten. And he just turns into a total softy. And that is how most of them are. Yeah. I love it. I love it, too. Best interactions. Best interactions. That's one of the reasons I look so forward to Incarceration Festival. The people you're going to meet. The stories. Oh, it's amazing. I I can't wait to hear the stories because you always come back with the best stories. Yeah, but I might have to bring up this next one to them. This is another great story. (laughs) And this story is actually only about an hour or so away from good old Mansfield. What is it? This is, uh, this one takes place in wonderful Defiance, Ohio. It's a little town outside of Cleveland. It's called the Werewolf of Defiance. A werewolf? A werewolf. Okay. <laughs> he, uh, this werewolf in the summer of 1972, he terrorized this little town. Started in July. Uh, these two guys were working on the rails, on well, on rail cars. And uh, the werewolf attacked one of them. Like physically attacked like him. Physically attacked him after they saw him stalking. And these two gentlemen, uh, Ted Davis and Mr. Uh, let's see, was it Tom Jones? I believe it was a Tommy. Tom Jones, Jones Mr. Tommy Jones. <laughs> not, not that Tom Jones. Not that one. <laughs> not that one. It's the other one. <laughs> this one's a little more unfortunate than that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, but- what happened? Well, what's funny about this attack is that it wasn't with claws or teeth or anything, but the werewolf hit him with a a club or a board. So it had a weapon? It had a weapon. It was a werewolf with a weapon. (laughs) Only in Ohio. Only in Ohio. (laughs) Do your cryptids arm (laughs) themselves? They might feel like they have to around here, man. I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. Yes, they were seeing this werewolf constantly over the next several weeks through this summer and reports just dropped off after that. So it was only for the summer. Yep. But there, in the, in the area of the great lakes, there was a lot of reported sightings of werewolves or dogmen for a lot of that summer. Oh, we love a dog man. Oh, we sure do. We love our dog men. They are amazing. So now, okay, so, but see, when we covered the dogman, there was a marked difference between the dogman and the werewolf. So, describe this werewolf. They say that he's about six feet tall. Of course, you know, the the generic fur and big teeth and big claws. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. I guess a little more, even when he's... When he's not attacking somebody, I guess, a little more skittish and more of the stalky type. Okay. So what? Was it just hunting around the the rail yards? 
Yeah, it would stick around the rail yards. That's where they would see it the most often. And it seemed like it was attacking and pre-planning its attacks. On people. On people. And for the first couple weeks, the police actually did not take any of this seriously. But once they actually noted the seriousness of the attack on uh, poor Ted and Tom Jones, they actually decided to investigate some more after that. They said that we are concerned about the safety of our people. And then shortly after, all the reports dropped off. And so they never found the werewolf. Never found the werewolf. Never found too crazy much physical evidence of it outside of sightings and the attacks. Huh. They said that sometimes it was even wearing jeans. Yes. That's a Levi's commercial right there. For real, though. Like, (laughs) those would have to be some strong jeans. To still fit a morphing man. <laughs> right? <laughs> he ain't wearing jorts, y'all. He ain't wearing the dad jorts. He's wearing full Levi's. Oh, my goodness. So was Tom and... Was Tom the only one that they attacked? Tom and Ted? T- that's that's a lot of tease. That I know that is a lot of tease. It's a lot of tease. It looks like Davis was the one was attacked, Mr. Ted Davis. Mm-hmm. And then it said that uh, Tom Jones was a uh, witness. And they both returned to work a few days later just to witness the creature again. So was it hunting people or was it in like hunting grounds? It might like- have been. It seems like hunting grounds, but would just attack something if it wanted to. There's random, random wolf attacks. Yeah, but attacks. the second time they saw it, when they returned to work, it was at a safe distance, and it was, they just saw the werewolf just prowling in the bushes. And when they startled it, it ran away. No. Oh, it's also saying there's something to deal. We're, we're reading the article that this happened with, with the reports and stuff. And one of them... Uh, an author named John Tenney, who was also a consultant for various TV shows, including Unsolved Mysteries. I love that show. I love that show. And I am so happy they have the older Unsolved Mysteries on Pluto. Yes, that's also where I watched Jerry Springer. (laughs) That's also where I watched Judge Judy. (laughs) (laughs) Helmet of Justice. Good old Pluto TV. Free advertising. Right? We're not sponsored or anything. Not sponsored, but I I don't care. I freaking love Pluto TV. <laughs> Me TV. too. Me too. I love that because they have the whole channels dedicated to that one show. And I love that. It's great for those of us that like to binge watch our comfort shows. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But Tinny was saying that a lot of Bigfoot reports in Michigan are likely dogmen or large upright canines yeah they're described as ape-like and about seven feet tall in some cases but other cases it'll also be covered in hair with with uh, wolf-like ears and fangs and saying that they were following the deer migration mm-hmm. i could see it i mean it is a viable food source well yeah with okay speaking of with with dogmen and werewolves, Ohio, Michigan, all of that. 
Um, that's really interesting that he came up with that, that he did the research for it. He said uh, 6.5 million deer in Michigan. And imagine a smart migratory being trying to stay far from us where they may only be a million or a hundred thousand of them across the globe. And he says you won't see them. I mean, there are, are many species and things that we haven't discovered yet just because we haven't seen them. Yeah, ocean. There, exactly. <laughs> there are so many places that are just so big and so unexplored that there could be so many species just concentrated there that we don't even know exist yet. Exactly. Plus, things are constantly evolving and changing. So that's that part right there is interesting to me because I don't know if any of our listeners have have read it yet. It's still open, by the way. If you come into our Discord and drop your email, you will get the book. Um, Tony Dean Yetter, we had him on our show. He's amazing. I love him. Oh, I, love I loved him. that episode. He was amazing. I can't wait to read his mouse book. Can't wait to read it. Yes. Uh, My little rodent-loving heart exploded when I heard uh, that. I I cannot wait, girl. I'm so excited for that. But he was talking about in his book, There's they migrate in the book as well. They migrate from place to place with the the deer so that they can have a constant food source. I mean, they're omnivores. They will also eat you know, vegetables and fruits and stuff that they find and and whatnot. But they followed the migration of the deer, which I thought was really, really interesting. It's a smart thing to do for sure if you want the constant food source. Yeah, exactly. Especially being Bigfoot. Could you imagine how much you have to eat? How many pounds to sustain that? And to sustain the energy to stay hidden like that? Oh, yeah. 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 So that's really cool. I might send him this information. I think he'd be really excited about that um, if he hasn't already read it himself because he's amazing and wonderful. And I've officially adopted him as my grandfather. I love that. Love that. Love that for you too. That's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I've kept in contact with this wonderful man. He is, he is. That was such a good episode. Like I was sitting here actually i remember i was folding laundry and listening to that episode and just interacting in the chat and having a great time with you guys loved it he's so chill he is and he was so kind yes he just has this really awesome like energy about him he does it's like a whole wholesome vibe yes and his beard was majestic yes (laughs) it was a majestic beard i i i'm I'm going to have to email him. I got to email him. I got to make sure he's doing okay. And the way he just uh, articulated his story was beautiful, too. Like, I cannot wait to read that. Girl, it's good. It is good. Let me email it to you because it is really, really good. And it's available on Kindle, by the way. The Apling and uh, The Boy. Are Are they Kindle Unlimited by chance? They are. On it because I have Kindle Unlimited and I use it all the time. (laughs) right another shameless plug um (laughs) hey i have no problem with shameless plugs here like hey here's one happy birthday to my darling nephew cj who is 18 years old today you made it to level 18 he's made it he's made it to level 18 now the real one starts i need to remind him to register for the draft Happy birthday, CJ. Here's oh, your Oh, my draft baby. Card. I'm so <laughs> proud of him. 
Congratulations for making it to level 18 there, my guy. It, it only gets um, more interesting from here. So It does. But he's such a smart kid, and he's he's going to go far. He really is. He really is. Love that plug. That's a good plug. That's a wholesome plug. Very wholesome plug. So, okay. So, back to where I keep going on these tangents. I'm sorry. Wholesome before the hell. Right? Wholesome before the hell. So, we've talked about the headless ghosts and the boy and his dog and the witch tower and the werewolf of defiance. How about Helltown, Ohio? Why do you have two? Uh, because this entire state is one giant Helltown, but these two are just specifically named that. Yeah, yeah. Well, one, okay, one was originally Cleartown, and the other one that's a little more notorious was Boston. No, yes. Boston. And it's, uh, let's see, it was founded in 1806. And it's Boston Village's original claim to fame was it standing as the oldest village in Summit County. So it was an old village. And now it's called Helltown. Yes. And it wasn't, as I said, it wasn't officially Helltown, not until recently. But Crybaby Bridges... Spooky school buses, mass human sacrifices, and uh, mutant pythons. Yeah, they just they just had to toss that in there to add insult to injury. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the okay. So the mutant pon- python is is just random for me. But when you learn the history of this place, it kind of makes sense. It's, Especially it's, considering how it became to be what it is. Yeah. 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 So this town, this poor town, there's, it, it, as I said, it's old. 1806, right? It's first oldest village in Summit County. But then it, uh, as they put it, took a turn for a wor- the worst in 1974, where it became the unlikely victim of nationwide anxiety over the country's disappearing forest land. Pollution is killing us all. We need more nature. We're cutting Yay. down all of the trees. Yay, trees. Thank you for the oxygen. The Woo. 70s in Ohio were wild. <laughs> I believe it. But that's when the president, Gerald Ford, signed a bill that gave the federal government's National Park Service jurisdiction to basically take, take over. Land. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to get too into it, but we're just, you know, we're just going to go out and say it. They just went in there and they took it. They, they went in now. there, they bought up all the properties without giving any of the residents any choice in it. And the residents that were actually quoted as saying, we know how the Native Americans felt. Yep. Yep. Which is a great lead into the next hell town. Why there's two hell towns. Okay. Yes, the but, second hell town. Yeah, the second hell town was the, I'm going to try and pronounce this correctly, the Lenape people. Um, they were Native Americans who were from Delaware and they were basically, but well, their territory was Delaware and New Jersey Eastern New York and Eastern Pennsylvania 
Um, so they were they signed a treaty called the Treaty of Easton in 1758 and were required to move west out of their native lands <clears throat> government and um the first nation peoples were had to abandon all of their stuff and pick up and move to what is known today as ohio and the village that they ended up settling in not for very long okay um but they settled there it was it used to be the Mingo people. And they were there originally, but abandoned the site around 1755. So the Lenape refounded the settlement in the 1770s. And they say, it, and it's debated. They say it's 1770, while other people say it was in 1776. And according to the Lenape, the village was called Clear Town after the Clear Stream, which ran nearby the the little village that was set up there. But however, when the Lenape learned that the German word for clear was hell, they renamed their village Helltown. I mean. And the area where it is is actually beautiful. It is. Gorgeous. It is beautiful. It's in the bend of, let's see, uh, the high hill just north of the junction of Clear Creek and the Black Fork of the Mohican River. Oh, the Mohican River? Yep. Yes. It's beautiful up there. Oh, excuse, so gorgeous. Excuse my, uh, my pronunciation of it. There's Mohican and Mohican. It's, it's Mohican, but I'm Southern and I mispronounce shit all the time. So... <laughs> It is the Mohican River. And so, yeah, so a beautiful place, beautiful place, fresh water. Seemed like, you know, this would be fantastic for them, right? Good little place to settle. Negative. Mm, didn't stay way. that way. Sure didn't. Between six and 12 years, depending on which historian you ask. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. They say it was abandoned probably around 1782, and the way they worded it was because of repeated, I'm doing air quotes, repeated clashes with colonial American troops and settlers angry with the Lenape because some members of the tribe had sided with the British during the American Revolution. Like they had a choice. Yeah, they, they definitely had a choice. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's a lot of sarcasm here. I hope you can hear yes. it. Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> dripping. It's saturated. Absolutely saturated. <laughs> so, and, but all of that ended up culminating into a massacre of 1782. That the happened. Naden Hooten Massacre of 1782. Yeah. Which American militia killed 96 Lenape. It was also said that the Helltown was located along a war trail used by First Nations people in that region, which ran from a point of about 30 miles south of Sandusky, Ohio. Did I say that correctly? Sandusky, Sandusky yes. Okay. And north, northeast into the... I'll help you out here. Cuyahoga. Yeah. Thank you. Cuyahoga River. I was trying so hard. <laughs> that one's a difficult one. I mean, it, it's it's 
phonetically it's pronounced the way it's spelled so it is phonetically spelled but it's still not yeah. pleasant to look at it's not it's not and i say that and i'm down here with things like the chattahoochee river <laughs> <laughs> i have things down here that take up entire billboards okay and i can say that but i couldn't say this one <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so they were massacred, but it gets worse, okay? So you have 96 of them that are massacred in this. And what makes this a hell town? Not just the renaming of it, but what makes it a hell town? The very large Indian mound in it. Which was what? Uh, mostly sandstone. And we know but that- a, also a giant mass grave. Exactly. Thank you, madam. Thank you, madam. And as we know, some stones can hold energy, right? Oh, big time. Not just stones, but sandstone is one of the ones that can hold energy very strongly. It's a, it's, which is kind of funny because sandstone itself, it's kind of weak. Yeah. But it can hold on to energy. Right. And everybody, uh, and because of media, because of, of media out there, big media, everybody believes that only certain things like water can hold. And, and this is like a junction if you think about it. So you've got the, the clear natural water of the creek that's running through. So that's its own energy that will capture and hold energy, right? Oh, it yes. generates its own. And then you've got the sandstone that can hold hold it in place, like holding like little memory banks, right? And to the to the general populace who watch any kind of witchy horror, whatever, it's clear quartz is always the one. Quartz is always the one that holds energy or can be charged with inner, any energy, yada yada. Right? Well, it's true. That's true. That can happen, and and it does. And it's a, it's a good conduit. It's a good thing to use with water, but there are other stones, like we said, the sandstone that can actually hold memories and stuff as well. And it gets worse. Now, this is where they buried, you know, it was their cemetery in this, this Indian mound. And, and (laughs) this part, this part, it really chaps my ass. Man, I'm right here with you. They <laughs> they plowed over the grave sites in 1881. Yeah, they did. And it, the process took a couple of years. So they knowingly, for a couple of years, desecrated these graves of these people that they had already tremendously disrespected. Yeah. Actually, I don't even think disrespected is a strong enough term for it, what they did. It's really not. And then continued to completely destroy their resting place. So we all know that how that goes. Have you seen the movie Poltergeist? Okay. <laughs> don't go into the light, Carol Ann. <laughs> They're here. They never <laughs> left. They never left. They've always been here. Exactly. Okay. Energy does not die. It just gets transferred. You may think that plowing over some stones is going to get rid of it, but it is not. It is not. So that a number of the uh, Lenape graves that existed at that site until 1881 was basically just move on over progress. And uh, they just plowed them over for two years, two years. Took two years to knowingly desecrate graves of... Many, many people. And as we know, 
that does not work out well for anybody. No, no. Ever. We've all seen that lady on TikTok. Put it back. Yeah, put it back. Put Put it back. (laughs) Put it back. (laughs) And they did, you know, eventually go there to do diggings at the site and um, started actually treating it you know, with respect. Like they should have. Like they should have to begin with. And um, they were at the site. They found two iron knives, an iron tomahawk, stone arrowheads, a stone axe, a gun flint, and some brass mountings from a musket. Now, just going through that list list there, you can tell what came from who. Yep. (laughs) You sure can. And it's it's a pretty blunt story. It's a pretty blunt story. It's haunted. And we've all seen haunted. Pocahontas and that glorious quote from her dad, these white men are dangerous. Yep. Yep. That's what came to mind when I I read about this this massacre. Same. And what happened to the graves afterwards. It's just one one disrespectful act on top of another disrespectful act and it just piled up and you know what i'm just gonna say it if you go to this hell town okay you get what you deserve unless you're being respectful and you know there to pay respects and don't do anything dumb you know for likes and views and and stuff exactly don't do dumb things don't destroy things don't (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't disrespect your surroundings. Yeah. Not in this, not in this instance. There's other instances where that is fully fine. Do that. Disrespect. These places, negative. This is not, this is not the time nor the place. So it's, you know, you know, you know, it's just haunted out the ass. Helltown is definitely an appropriate name for it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like they knew. And considering how wonderful the natives were with uh, their energies and what they put out there and the things that they could do, I really think that that is uh, one culture of people, whether they be alive or past, that I don't want to piss off. Right? That's not, there are a lot of cultures out there. A lot of cultures, a lot of traditions. First Nations being very high on that list. Really? That I just do not. So beautiful and I respect so much. Yeah. And you don't want to piss them off. I really don't. Another one, the the Haitian people. Yes. Why? Why? Why would you go over there? Don't Don't be nice. Be nice. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. It's obvious. It takes so much less energy to be nice than it does to be, a, than it takes to be a destructive asshole. Yeah. Don't be, be a nice. dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. And open your mind and it, learn. Okay. Yes. For real, for real. So speaking of that hill town, we have the other hell town that is a little more well known. Do you want to tell me, and uh, in all of my research of this specific hell town, the Boston village, Okay. I, it didn't really, it kind of just glanced over the local lore of it. Do you know any stories surrounding this hell town? There's, there's quite a few. Like there's a, uh, the very strange abandoned bus. They say that um, it's supposed to be host to a bunch of lingering ghosts. 
and it's just a creepy abandoned bus now in 2015 i want to say they actually went through and took down all of the creepy buildings and everything but they left the bus uh <laughs> there used yeah. to be a, a church yeah. in the area that um that it was said to have been built by satanists though honestly not satanist it would have been um luciferians yeah it would it would there's a there there there's a difference as, yeah as i have stated before in other and previous episodes there is a difference between luciferianism isms luciferianism and satanism big difference yes. Big yeah, Satanist is basically atheism with some extra steps that don't believe in the biblical Satan. And then Luciferians worship the biblical Satan. Right. There's a difference. Big difference. But uh, this church had a bunch of upside down crosses and was also said to be notoriously haunted. Uh, you would see a bunch of apparitions in there, a bunch of noises. Yeah, it did. It was, wasn't it originally supposed to be a Presbyterian church? Yes. Okay. All right, cool. It was originally built as a Presbyterian church, apparently after the town was abandoned, not by these people's choice, but after it was abandoned, the church was as well. Mm -hmm. And that's when all the, the myths started rolling in surrounding right. the mysterious town and the mysterious church with the upside down crosses. Yeah, which they said was where they performed satanic rituals. Yeah, satanic rituals and human sacrifices and animal sacrifices and all kinds of witchcraft and wizardry. Right. All the fun stuff. All the fun <laughs> stuff. All the fun stuff. Get out your pentagrams, children. <laughs> Open your book to page 215. And I will teach you how to summon demons today. <laughs> you're, you're a Satanist, right? I am. Yes. Yes. So you know what you're talking about when it comes to this. When it comes to Satanism and the differences between it and Luciferianism, definitely. So, no human sacrifices? No human sacrifices. No, no human No sacrifices, period. No sacrifices. <laughs> See, that's what I'm trying to say. The, the like, best way I can describe Satanism in a way that would make sense to people who have questions about it or really want to know or think that it might be a certain way the mm -hmm. absolute best way i can describe it is atheism with some extra steps we are very heavily on our um beliefs on bodily autonomy and that we have a choice to make that we have the say in our own freaking bodies and what happens to them right there's rules to that there is rules i, I wouldn't say rules. it was commandments but it's rules that the tenants yeah Yes. That y'all follow. Yes. And look, y'all, it's very plain, very simple. It's spelled out. It's plain language. It's amazing, honestly. Yeah. It's just so well organized. Now, I, I am a member of the Satanic Temple. There are two different types of Satanism. There is the Satanic Temple, and there is the Church of Satan. The Church of Satan is founded by Anton LaVey. Uh, well... I'll not go into my opinion on that because I would rather not make some people mad. Yeah, this is a paranormal show. <laughs> I guess, exactly. I, I chose the Satanic Temple for me because that is what fits me best. But there are seven fundamental tenets in Satanism. Basically okay. telling you don't be an asshole. Don't try to put your will on other people. And just have compassion and empathy. I mean, the very first tenet in Satanism is one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. 
see, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty, I'm not going to say it's pretty similar to the Ten Commandments, but the basic notion is there. Yes. In some the, ways, it is kind of similar. Right. In some ways. In, in other ways, way. it's um a lot less. Mm. How do I put this in a way that wouldn't? It's politically correct. <laughs> That's not going to give me a trouble. Um, less. God, this is the best way I can put it. And I make apologies to anybody who may disagree with me. And that it is perfectly okay to disagree with me. But it is something that is a little less oppressive. I can, Yes. That is something that's a good way to put that's it. a little less telling you you can't. Right. It's not a box. You're it's not, not putting Yeah, you're not putting in a box. No. no boxes for for the Satanists. They hate boxes. Yes, we do. <laughs> Unlike unless cats. It's a, unless it's like a shipping box the, where I've got some of my cool stuff that I ordered online. I don't want a box. <laughs> I don't want no a box. No boxes. No boxes. <laughs> So there's the the dispelling of that myth for Satanists right there for you guys. Uh, no human sacrifices are no sacrifices at all. Sorry, I'm, I'm you put out there what you what you put out there you get back to you, and that's just basic karma. Yeah, basic rules of karma. What you what you put out is what you receive. So exactly, the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. There you go. See, I love that shit. I love that. Me too. I love that. If there's a lot, like, the similarities, and I've said this before, if, if you were to do, step out of your comfort zone and learn all of the religions that you could, you know, just to learn about them. You don't have to practice them, but just to, you know. I love a- learning about religions. I do too. And it's, you- it's so much fun. Like I have found myself on Jewish TikTok lately, just seeing the lifestyles of Orthodox Jews. And it's oh so God. cool. We I love have- learning about it. I do too. Look, down here, we have a Greek Orthodox church that is mm-hmm. beautiful. Gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. And they used to have um, a convent that was right. It, of course, it's divided now by a road. Um, but it was all one big complex. And there's oh, the graveyard. Yeah, there's the graveyard that's right next to it. Ooh. And then there was the um, the nunnery that was across from it which is now, you know, divided by the street, but it was one big complex and it is absolutely gorgeous. Next the, time you're near there, I need you to send me pictures. Absolutely. I will. I absolutely will. It is gorgeous. The history of it is fantastic. And of course there's its own ghost stories, but that's for another podcast. Yay! Um, <laughs> we'll have to do those ghost stories. But I, I have met plenty of Greek Orthodox um, practitioners um, and some of them can be severe. They can be severe, but they're severe in their kindness. Does that make sense? Yes. They are very like adamant about their their kindness. You know how they you've got the you've got people who are like in your face, you know, their their personalities, their person, their being is their aura is like just big. 
right? Big personalities. Yes. yes. And yes. I and they are just so loving and so kind, but they are aggressive about it. <laughs> it's that it's the epitome of aggressive love. Like the one and that's just my experience with the peoples that I have met. Okay. And and I'm not saying that's for everybody. It's not a blanket statement, but the ones that I have met have they are severe in their kindness and they want to make sure that you are taken care of and eat and they don't push it. They're not in your face about it. Well, this is my religion and you have to read blah, 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 blah. It's nothing like that. They're very much of, yes, this is my religion, but you know, as long as we respect and love each other, everything's going to be fine. And those are the kind of religious people that are actually my favorite. Like the way I see religion, like, yes, I know you have one. And I am perfectly happy with that. But please don't try to shove it down my throat. Yeah. I won't do that to you. Don't do that to me. Right. Respect everybody's boundaries. Respect their boundaries. It's one thing to share. Like, this is what I do. Oh, yeah. Well, this is what I do. Because this is how we learn and learn to respect each other. Right? Exactly. Like, I want you to share your beliefs with me. Not just because, you know, I want to respect you and them. But I also want to learn about it. Right. Like, there is a wonderful Muslim girl that I work with. And I ask her questions all the time. Oh, it was yeah. it was a blast during Ramadan. And oh, Eve, I believe it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had I so much it. fun asking her these questions and learning about her religion and the culture that surrounds it and their beliefs and how they celebrate. And it's it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I and powwows. Yes. Oh my god. Big party. A huge party. Huge spiritual party. Yes, everybody's out there feeling love. Yeah, and we're not saying this to be disrespectful. It's just the way that the camaraderie is when you stand off to the side and you watch and you absorb. It's and and this this is coming from me who is a once had been a uh, a Christian. Um, you ever get into a, a point? in your religion where you're worshiping and it kind of just takes over. And you just feel it all throughout your body. You're feeling that spirit. You're feeling that energy. You're just, you're feeling everything. Yes. You feel connected. That is a powwow for me. Mm -hmm. Watching and just being lucky enough to even on the outskirts be standing there and absorbing this and just, Oh my goodness. Like, just getting to witness and feel right. that energy, just being one of the lucky ones that gets to be there, even from the outside looking in. Yes, exactly. Love it. Exactly. It's incredible. Do it. Travel. See the world. Experience cultures. Experience religions. Open your mind because that is the world. That, that is what the world should be. That is very similar to how I feel about um, black churches. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Churches, Christian churches, basically any any denomination that are predominantly black. Oh my gosh, those services are beautiful. These they're singing, they're dancing, they're worshiping, they're they're feeling that they're, the energy the of their God to yes, the their very souls, and it's it's beautiful to see. It is. It is beautiful. Every every form of worship and any religion has this amazing 
captivating beauty. It reaches, and you guys know what I'm talking about, okay? If you haven't experienced this, I am so sorry for you. This is an experience you should have. Yeah, if you haven't experienced it at some point in your life, I truly hope that you do feel it, even if it is not your religion that you feel it, but I do hope that you get to witness that beauty. Yeah. Because even me as Satanist can say that a church is beautiful. It is. It It is is beautiful. And it's the people and the movement and I, and I say that as like the spiritual movement in the people and the energy that it builds is beautiful. The, hu- the basic human connection. Yes, that's where we all you know, are. Y- yeah, humans. That, humans. that primal human connection. And maybe that's what it is. It's just uh, all of us getting to this primal connection that we forget about. But just being connected in that way is... An amazing feeling. So if you ever get the opportunity to witness that or to even be on the tail end of it, to receive just a little bit of it, even if religion's not your cup of tea, just just experience it just one time. Just one time. Just stand in it and and bask in it because it is beautiful and it's a wonderful feeling. That energy is so good for you and for your own soul. It really is. If you believe you have a soul. Now, I know, I know there are some people who don't believe that and that's fine. That is perfectly okay. That's your cup of tequila. Exactly. Your cup of tequila, maybe your cup of tea, maybe your glass of whiskey, maybe your grape soda. You know, I like grape soda. Such a child. Anyway, that was a big tangent. So sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, so there's the creepy, the creepy, uh, uh, Presbyterian church that was abandoned and with the bus. Okay. The bus that was left there. Um, it has been debunked. It was just a family and, you know, a father and his children that were living in that bus as their um, home was being renovated. Um, but, I mean, it's still creepy to see a kid plastered to the window of a, of a rundown bus, you know, in the middle of nowhere. That's, that's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah, I know. I would be creeped out. I would be creeped out as well. That would... That would unnerve me just a little bit. Yeah, like an abandoned bus on its own is creepy enough. And then you see a kid in the window. And for some reason, children just add to the creep factor when it comes <laughs> to haunted places. They really do. That, that is one thing that I think would terrify me the most is running into a, a spirit of a child. Agreed. That would terrify me, but also break my heart in half. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's the... Being so unnerved by it is what terrifies me the most, is being unnerved. Because it's like being knocked off your axis, you know? You're not... Yes. Like, whoa, that's yeah. a that's a ghost child. Yeah, that's a... Wh- <laughs> I don't know how to... Ha- what do I do? Do I get a lollipop? Do you... I mean, do you need to be... Go to the light? I mean, here's a flashlight. Play with do this. Do I need to call that lady from the poltergeist? <laughs> I mean, right? It's like, I don't know what to do in this situation. I'm just going to awkwardly run away. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what to do. I, I want to help you, but I can't. Like, I want okay. to help you, but something about, like, the screaming and the fact that I can see through you tells me that I probably shouldn't. Yeah, I don't. I can't. Sorry. Can't do it. Here. I'm going to throw a tennis ball at you as I run away. There you go, child. Have this distraction while I make my escape. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) But the story around the bus itself is a serial killer. Yes. And, I mean, you can put two and two together. The serial killer unalived the children, and they are basically stuck on this bus. So Haunted bus ride through Helltown. 
Exactly. Not uh, not for me. I not have for me. Even Sooth has her boundaries, y'all. I do. I have boundaries. I, I have dropped these little golden nuggets of knowledge uh, throughout plenty of episodes. And, you know, nugget number 412 from your friendly neighborhood Sooth, do not go into haunted buses. No haunted buses full of children for me. Yeah, I'm kind of a thrill seeker when it comes to haunted stuff, too. But I really think a haunted bus with children is just a little bit outside my comfort zone. Right? It's just a, that's where I draw the line. I draw the line there. Can't do it. <laughs> that's a, It's not for me. Um, if I can't punch it in the face and I don't have a clear shot to the exit, mark me out. Boo. Xing out soon. Always have an exit strategy. Always. If you can't get out of that place, if you can't get out of that MFR, quick, fast, and in a hurry, don't go in there. Exactly. That's why I have issues with caves. Don't go in the cave. Uh, there are, I have a lot of issues with caves, especially <laughs> after playing the forest. It just made it even oh, worse. Right? I love that game, but holy crap, do you have to like remind yourself it's a game you're not actually in a cave full of water. Exactly. Die in. <laughs> but with where I come from, or, well, I am I was born and raised here in Columbus, Ohio, but I did spend a lot of my time growing up in the hills of eastern Kentucky. Good old Appalachia. There's a bunch of caves and mine shafts in those mountains. Yeah. Cave Scary. System. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. I have a theory about that. I have a theory about those cave systems. Oh, I've seen that map, too. Yeah. It's yeah. incredibly intriguing. Yeah. I think it's a cryptid highway. I'm going to be honest with that you. That would be a good one, too. That's a very good one. But have you seen the map of uh, the people going missing and then the map of the, all the mountains in the U.S.? Yeah, and all the cave systems inside. Uh -huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've heard the stories, too. There was a couple that were picking blackberries with their toddler. And he literally went around a tree and poof, gone. Poof gone. They were literally at the bottom of like this, the side of this, um, this cliff. So it was like a straight drop to where they were at. Right. And they couldn't find him. They searched for him for weeks. I think it was something like almost two months that they searched for this little toddler. That's the child they found in the cave, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Unharmed, clean, fed, fine. perfectly fine. Yeah. I think uh, there was a possibility some cryptid was taking care of that child. Well, see, that's <laughs> what they think because um, I think it was his sister who was noticing that he kept pointing up that, that, that he was literally, that they literally scaled the side of that drop. And that's how he disappeared. Like it just picked him up and bloop, skittered up the side. You can't tell me that it, there's no cryptids in that in that cave system. Yeah, because no humans doing that. No, not especially that bad. not a toddler, right? I'm just I'm just saying, and the fact <laughs> no noise was made, no rocks, just no pebbles falling from the side as it climbed up. The kid didn't make any noise. I see another uh, episode in the future, my dear. Yes, I want to talk about it because it creeps me all the way the hell out. All the way the hell out. That creeps me out. That's another thing that we're going to have to talk about. And another thing, too, we talking about Helltown, they had the the python. Okay. The, the mutant python. python. Yes. Right. There was a, it's, it's a mutant who was created by the 
I don't even know how to pronounce this correctly. The Kerjesi? Dump the, the dump uh, yes the dump spilled uh there yeah. was a, a dump that was closed not shortly after it was closed they found that uh people were illegally dumping chemicals in this dump yeah and they believed that because of this chemical spill that it is uh due to or was responsible for the creation of multiple mutants including a giant mutant python yeah didn't they say they had two heads yep two-headed okay. python yeah. A two-headed giant python that still roams around in the woods there. And they also say it's also your version of the melon-headed kids. <laughs> I'm serious. They have mention of the melon-headed kids yes. in Helltown. So it's like, and I feel so sorry for those babies. I We haven't talked about them, but we're going to at some point about the tragic story of the melon-headed kids. Have you heard about the melon-headed kids? Mm-hmm. Mm, girl. Yes, ma'am. We're going to talk about them, too. Yep. And how they not only have ties with chemical spills and insane asylums, but they also have ties with the cannibalistic village in Michigan. Oh, that's going to be a fun one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to talk about all those. And speaking of, thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight and listening to the ramblings of us. And I just want to thank Mebs for being here tonight. And uh, going over these horrific urban legends of poor Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. I had a great time doing this with you. I did too. And um, I hope we can do this again in the future because I, I, we have so much to talk about. Oh, girl, you know I'm game. Uh, awesome. Awesome. So if you don't know, we have the solo link that is provided. Um, and the in that solo link, it will take you to all of our social medias. We're on the Tic Tacs, the YouTubes, the Twits. We're there for all of those. And you can listen to us literally anywhere. We're also on Audible. So, I mean, you can't miss us. You have no excuse. You can find I am so everywhere. proud of you. So Thank proud you. of you. <laughs> Thank you. A lot of hard work. Climbing up the mountain. We're getting there. We're getting there. It's paying off and you're doing an awesome job. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I'm, and of course, I think the listeners and um, I, I don't like to say fans. I just like to say our fellow cripplings who enjoy the spoops and the paranormal as much as I do and as much as Tina and Dylan do and now as much as Mebs does. Um, and we will definitely be having her back to discuss more urban legends and the creepy things that happen in the United States that just really don't have a lot of explanation. So, um, and I'm, I want to offer my condolences to Ohio. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. From the bottom of my Ohio and heart, thank you. <laughs> It'll be okay. It will get better. Hopefully we will survive this. <laughs> you will survive. You will survive. So thanks again. And don't forget to grab the salt. Check under your bed. Grab your favorite Wobby. Turn on your nightlight because you don't want those woolly boogers to come and get you. Have a great night, everyone. And we will see you next week.